Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. If you're ready to scale your business, but you're not sure where to start, you can take my free two-minute quiz to find out your agency owner persona and uncover how you can use your strengths to scale and streamline your business without compromising you and sacrificing your life. You can head over to the show notes for the link. It is sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Hi friend, welcome to this week's episode of Business Your Way. A couple of weeks ago, my mentor Tracy Harris sent me an email with her seven lessons that she'd learnt about growing her digital business. And today I wanted to share these with you because there is one in particular that I want to pull out and really focus on for today's episode. And this builds on last week's episode. So if you haven't taken a listen to last week's episode yet, go back and listen to that episode. I talked about how you as the business owner need to reduce your time in the service delivery component to just 10%, especially if you're wanting to grow your business without working weeknights or weekends and how moving yourself out of that service delivery component of your business moves you into the leader within your business. And once you put yourself in that position, you're able to look at how your business can grow and scale. So Tracy's seven lessons, I want to share these with you, but I also want to give you a little piece of how I think that these really work for you as well. Like I believe that these seven lessons are so good, you know, that they are worth sharing with you. So the first lesson is your business only grows when you grow. No strategy is going to work if you yourself are stuck. Like I believe that is so true. And a few of these other lessons really talk into this because your business only grows when you grow. Lesson number two, you will only attract what you're ready for. For example, if you want a six or seven figure business, 
but you don't believe that it brings more ease or that you're even the kind of woman to have that kind of business, you won't have it. And this is so true because you have to be ready for what you want to attract. And if you aren't in that frame of mind to attract the business that you want, then it's not going to come easy. So you only attract what you're ready for. So you have to get ready for what you want to attract. And that leads to lesson number three, which is invest in yourself changes you. In an instant and for the better, you open yourself up for more instantly. And again, like for me, once I invested in myself, it changed me. Because going back to lesson number one, your business only grows when you grow. And for you to grow, you have to invest in yourself, right? Lesson number four, your business needs systems, processes, a dream team, even if it's a tiny one. You don't have to burn out before you do this. And this is the point that I really want to pull out of these seven lessons and talk about today in the podcast. So when your business has systems, processes, and a dream team, even a tiny team, your business will grow. So lesson number five, learn to ask better questions of the right people. Ask the right questions to the wrong people and that could just take you down a path that you don't want to be. So be very intentional about who you ask questions of and who you allow to speak into you. A lot of people mean well, but they aren't necessarily the right people to be giving you wise counsel. And this is so true. If you're a service business and you are asking a product-based business or you have a mentor who's operated a product-based business, they really won't understand that service-based business. And this is what I really struggled with in the really beginning stages of my business when I was looking for knowledge and information about how to grow my business. All of the workshops that were offered seemed to be offered by product-based businesses. They were all talking about how to sell your product-based business. And so I spent a lot of my early days interpreting what that meant for a service-based business. So ask questions, but ask questions of the right people. Lesson number six, know your numbers and then choose one metric to improve every quarter Every launch, choose your own period of time, but choose the one metric to improve over a time period. If you have a digital course or a membership, then you might choose a launch number and go with that. What do you want to improve with that? You're a service-based business. You're an agency owner. So what is your one metric that you want to improve? You might want to improve the number of discovery calls that you take in a month. You might want to improve the number of conversions from proposal to client. Choose your metric that you want to improve and then focus on that. Know your numbers so you can measure your growth. 
Lesson number seven. You are the secret source to your business, feeling light, easy and insanely abundant. And this again for me comes down to how you behave in your business, the systems and processes that you have in place to operate the business according to your way of doing things. You know, this podcast is called Business Your Way because this is about having your business delivering the services that makes it unique because of your secret source. You're not following somebody else's way that they do business because their secret source is different. So it's about knowing your secret source and then infusing that into your business and making your business feel light and easy and abundant for you as the business owner. And I know I've dived into each one of these seven lessons a little bit more than what Tracy outlined when she sent her email to me. But the one that I really want to dive into is the one about systems and processes, because I also got asked in a Facebook group, how do you set up systems and processes? Like client onboarding, end of project processes, how do I go about setting those up? So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode, setting up your systems and processes, especially in the area of service delivery, because this is critical if you want to reduce your service delivery time to 10% and focus on leading your business, which is what last week's episode was all about. But the question is, where on earth do you start, right? It's such a daunting thing to think about how do I set up systems and processes so they operate smoothly in my business, so my business feels light and easy and not hard and arduous. So the first place to start is by deciding as the business owner, what are your $10 tasks and what are your $100 tasks? And what do I mean by this? Well, it's deciding on what you want to outsource first or what tasks are your team already doing that are being done differently every time. And a $10 tasks are the tasks that are costing you money. So we're just talking about you as the business owner, deciding on your $10 tasks or your $100 tasks. Your $10 tasks are the tasks that are costing you money and time. The $100 tasks are the ones that are making you money. So as the business owner, you want to be working on the $100 tasks and making money for your business, and you want to delegate the $10 tasks that are just taking up your precious time. They are what is causing you to work the weeknights and the weekends. We want to delegate those $10 tasks off to a team. So you start by making a list of all of the tasks that you are currently doing in an average week. Once you have made a list of these tasks, then I want you to go through that list and decide, are they $10 tasks? Are they $100 tasks? The $10 tasks are the ones that you are doing because you can. But they're not the smartest use of your time. 
if you simply documented the way that you did it, you could hand it off for somebody else to do. And we have a lot of these tasks on our plate because when we first go into business, usually we're the only one in our business and we're doing everything. As our business grows, we need to learn to offload the right tasks. So that's the first thing that you need to do is start by deciding what are your $10 tasks and what are your $100 tasks. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. Then you need to create a process for creating a standard operating procedure. So the standing operating procedure, or SOP for short, and you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before, these are documents or videos that outline how a task is done. They're a step-by-step guide to completing a task in your business or completing a job in your business. So the first thing to do is to set up the categories for how you're going to file your SOPs. Because again, we want this to be nice and tidy and organized. So we have to set up categories where your SOPs are going to live. So first of all, you have to set up the categories for how you're going to file your SOPs. And I like to think of this in four categories. And they're really quite broad categories, but it's sales and marketing, service delivery, planning. You need a whole section for planning. And then you need another section for the running and the admin of your business. So four clear categories. And then underneath each of those categories, you might have subcategories. But sit down and work out what are the categories that make most sense to you and how you're running your business. Next, you want to set up the template for how you're going to record each SOP. So there's consistency in the way that they're recorded and the way that people read your SOPs. Because the whole point of having systems and processes is that you get consistency in your business. So we want to be consistent about the way that an SOP is recorded. Then you need to decide where you're going to save all of your SOPs. Are you setting up a Dropbox? Are you putting them into Google Drive? Do you have SharePoint? Do you have another filing system where you put all of your files and save your files? So decide where they're going to live. And once you've made these decisions, then creating an SOP becomes easy. If you don't have these foundations set up, then it's going to feel really hard every time that you go to create an SOP. You'll get stuck and then you won't get it done. And I've seen that happen way too often is these first decisions haven't been made. You know, what category does it go in? What's the template that it goes on? Where do I save it? If those aren't 
like in place first, then SOPs aren't going to be created. Recording of your systems and processes isn't going to happen because you don't have the central repository to keep them or you don't know what category they're going to be saved into and then they end up just being this one big mess and because it's a big mess no one knows where to find anything so then it doesn't get used. So you want to avoid all of that and start by creating the process for creating your standard operating procedures. And then the next thing you want to do is document your systems and processes. This isn't something that you're going to get done in a week. You have to give yourself time here. This is a long-term project, not a one-and-done type thing. It's part of the continuous improvement aspect within your business. So decide when you're going to start. Are you going to start this quarter? Are you going to give yourself the first quarter to set up your foundations? Then in the next quarter, you are going to begin to record your systems and processes for category A. So for your service delivery category, which is where I recommend that you start, you're going to record all your systems and processes for that particular category. That's in the next quarter. Then the quarter after that, you'll get to decide what you're going to do then. But every time you sit down and do your quarterly planning, include the documenting of your systems and processes and refining that and getting it better and better and better. And it's highly likely that you already have systems and processes in your business. They just might not be operating well. But until you document them, you won't know what needs fixing And every person who performs the task will do it differently. And this this isn't great for your business. Like this isn't what creates consistency and produces more time in your business. This is time sucking for your business. And if you already have a team, you can get them to create a list of tasks that you want them to create the procedure for. So what are the tasks that they are currently doing? And get them to create the SOP for those particular tasks. This is something that I do in my business. I get my team to create the SOPs for the tasks that they do. Then we share them around the team, we refine them, we tweak them, we make adjustments to them, and then we confirm them and put them into action. And this can be really easy. It can be as simple as you recording yourself doing the task the next time you sit down to do it. So the next time you onboard a client, make a list of the tasks and record yourself doing each one of these tasks. So whatever the task is that you're doing, I just used onboarding as an example, make a list of all the steps that are involved and then record yourself doing it each time. The first time you do this, it's going to take you forever. So it'll probably double the time that it usually takes you to get the task done. But that's an investment in your business. That two hours that you could spend now is going to reduce the time every time you do it from there on out. So every time you do it, it might take you 30 minutes instead of 40 minutes because you're getting faster at doing the task because they're repetitive and they're the same every time. 
So invest the time now to spend, you know, double the time recording the task, putting the SOP in place. The next time you do it, it's going to reduce your time. So there you have a process or way to get started with creating systems and processes in your business so you can delegate to a team, even a tiny team, and start doing this sooner than later. Honestly, you don't have to reach that burnout point before you start to do this. Consider this as an investment in your business. Your future self is going to thank you for making the time now. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.